Hello, Mind Bloomers. This is Mind Bloom, the safe space at the intersection of mental health advocacy and breast cancer awareness. Mind Bloom is your podcast. Come back weekly and listen to my guests as they reflect on their close encounters with emotional disorders and breast cancer. Not an easy task, but we promise to make your mind bloom. Hello, Mind Bloomers. This is Marina G, your host, and this is Mind Bloom. Please remember, the content provided by Mind Bloom is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment because of any content referenced or authored by Mind Bloom You. Let's jump right in and talk about today the five seeds to a flourishing life, which is my take on the five elements, the five pillars of what makes up a great life, a fulfilling life, a purposeful life. So as many of you may know, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder early in uh, the year of 2014, so it's been seven years. And uh, in that seven-year personal journey of wellness and self-care, because that's really when I hit rock bottom and I had to find help because otherwise, you know, I, I don't know what would have happened. So in those seven years, I have learned an incredible lot about who I am, what my main anxiety triggers are. For example, if you look over my shoulder when I'm working on something, I will immediately freeze and flight into this land of self-effacement and self-doubt. I've also learned what calms me down, for instance, petting my dog, Bianca, or gardening, or baking. And I've learned as well what is absolutely essential for my overall well-being, self-awareness in regards to unhealthy boundaries, people-pleasing, perfectionism, emotional eating, isolating, and not asking for help. So these would be a few of the things I will uh, tend to dive into if I start to feel unwell emotionally. When I look back at these seven years, I can't help but feel an immense awe for this person who one day decided to roll up her sleeves and get to work on herself. And this person is me. It wasn't easy. It was not straightforward. 
but with one therapy session after the other, one journal entry after the other, one deep breath after the other, I was able to progress from having no needs, not even knowing that one can have needs that you're allowed to, to prioritizing my values and my goals and my needs. Anxiety at that point had wreaked so much havoc in my mind and in my body over the years because I was diagnosed in 2014, but I am, I know for a fact that I had been undiagnosed since my early teens, perhaps. So it had made my life so complicated, anxiety, that in 2014, when I first started seeing my therapist, I really did not know much about me uh, other than my name. I knew my name, but I was just a complete mess. So, and what I'm really trying to say here is that this process of self-acknowledgement, self-improvement takes time. It's not overnight. It may take years. So be patient. And I was patient. I knew that it was going to take time. So I took that time. And seven years, to be precise, since I first said it's enough to this pain and this fear and since I said there has to be another way to living scared all the time. Scared of leaving the house, scared of meeting new people, scared of parties. And then I was feeling all this peer pressure to, you know, be joyous and have fun. And I didn't. And then I would feel even worse about myself. So big, big um, catch 22. And there was one more thing that I needed to say back then. And that was, I need help. And that is so important, if not the most important thing of, of healing. Because help did come. The minute I asked for help, it, it came in droves. It came from my therapist. It came from the draining CBT exercises that sometimes I'd get so mad at them. And it came from the true connections I decided at that moment to surround myself with. And, you know, from, from friends, real friends, not toxic friends, and books and podcasts. I still remember the first self-improvement book I ever read and I was very skeptical about it, about it or just about self-help in general. Uh, it was Melody Beattie's book, uh, Codependent No More. I, I can't describe to you the amazement, the perplexity, the aha moments I experienced while reading her first book for the first time. Uh, to this day, I come back to it periodically for a refresher because we tend to forget. Maintenance is important because we forget 
how to best love ourselves. So if you've not read the book yet, I, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful story and she gives invaluable help. And so, and we're coming closer to the five pillars of, of wellness uh, and of a flourishing life. But uh, in this self-discovery journey of mine, I learned that our emotional wellness relies on these five pillars. They may vary slightly from one person to the next. But generally, I think we all agree that a flourishing life needs a balanced degree of these five things. Food, so nutrition, sleep and rest and play. This would be number two. Number three, movement, exercise. Uh, Number four, emotions. And number five, the interpersonal and social relationships. And what I think is interesting about these five pillars is that we like to focus on one. We're very good at focusing on one. So now these six months, I'm only, you know, I love movement. I do all, it's all about the workouts. But we tend to forget that it's the synergy about the five elements that is really crucial. So we'll prioritize food, sure, we're on a diet again, and but we have a hard time realizing that it is this combination that makes up a fulfilling, a healthy life. So it's not all about the, the sleep. That's awesome. You're great at your eight hours of sleep at night and you even take a power nap during the day. That's great. But it's also the exercise. And then it's also your emotional arena and so on and so forth. So if one of these is off balance, chances are all of them are. You sleep well. And your emotions will be attuned with your values. If you eat healthily, your energy and stamina will skyrocket, which will allow you for more movement, more exercise. Uh, If you surround yourself with positive, reliable people, so your social, interpersonal uh, realm, you will witness, I'm sure, um, uh, 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 that your emotional well-being is thriving. So you see how they're interdependent and how I'm emphasizing really the synergy between all five versus let's focus on one. So I'm going to hire a nutritionist. I'm going to hire a personal trainer. Right. But don't forget about the other four elements, okay? If we do, if we forget uh, about the other elements, uh, we may end up wondering what is it that we're doing wrong and then we're perpetuating the cycle of shame, of guilt, of self-judgment and it just never ends. So I hope this makes sense to, to you. So let's look in more detail at the five seeds for a flourishing life. You can call them the five elements, but I like seeds. Um, So number one, food. And again, this is in no particular order, but hey, we got to start somewhere. So number one, food. As we know, 
But this is important to continue pressing on a nutritionally healthy lifestyle contributes significantly to healthy weight. So there you go. You don't need to exercise eight hours a day if you are looking at eating better. So it improves uh, healthy weight, quality of life and well-being, as well as resistance to infection, so your immune system, and protection against chronic disease and premature death. It is recommended that we limit how much saturated fat, added salt, added sugars, and alcohol we eat and drink. So I am, as you can see here, not going for, let's just do paleo, let's uh, just do plant-based, let's completely eliminate, you know, a glass of wine. I want to keep it simple and I would just suggest that we look and, and, and keep our eyes on the amount of saturated fats we are ingesting. So that also extra salt, the of course processed sugars and just packaged foods in general. All right. Uh, a balanced diet includes plenty of fruits and vegetables of different types and colors, legumes, beans, lean meats, and whole foods in general, as opposed to packaged to store-bought options. So if it comes in a bag, beware, okay? Can have it, yes. I'm not for any restrictions necessarily, but keep an eye on it and know that you, you should strive to do better next time, okay? Now, number two, sleep. Your sleep quality and quantity, but I'm going to emphasize quality, is extremely important and highly underrated. Aim for at least seven hours of uninterrupted sleep for better health, mood, performance, energy levels, memory, and immune system. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, many, many times, even though, you know, overall you've stayed in bed nine hours, um, try to see what can be driving this. Of course, if you have a, a little baby in the house, that makes perfect sense and you're not doing anything wrong. But otherwise, could it be too much caffeine intake? Could it be that you're um, uh, spending too many hours late at night uh, looking at your phone? So, you know, just keep an eye on those things. And now I would move on to movement. Number three, movement or energy expended or exercise or working out are definitely one of the essential pillars of a flourishing life. Aim to do cardio movement at least 20 minutes every day. 20 minutes, it's really not a lot. To boost your immune system and your respiratory system, so your, your good lungs, your heart, get all those things pumping. And by pumping, I really don't mean huge sprinting or, you know, just killing yourself in the in, at the gym. I do a power walk uh, of maybe, yeah, maybe 30 minutes every morning. Um, I try, I go for the hills 
and the uh, the roads with a higher inclination uh, just because, you know, I want to challenge myself really as I'm doing this, but I do the 30 minutes and then that's it, I'm done. Um, and I've noticed that if I do... Um, you know, I try to, I, I, I'll run three, three miles or I'll go to the gym, then I'll do it for a week. And then I just, I can't continue. It's too strenuous for me. And it took me a long, long time to realize that. So it's at your own pace, at your own rhythm and, uh, listen to your body as you go, because we burn out. That's the problem with movement. And that that's been my problem with movement. Um, or, or working out or exercise, however you would like to call it. So be mindful, of course, that movement is wonderful for bone density, especially as we women grow older, for posture and for less chronic pain, which consequently, if you have less chronic pain, if, if, you, if you're feeling better uh, in your neck and shoulders and, and back and lower back, you will feel better emotionally and uh, in your interpersonal relations and your mental health will benefit as well, right? Now, emotions, which I would say is number four. So emotional wellness is achieved although I'd be very careful with this world, uh, with this word achieved. Um, it's more of a, is maintained, it's, is managed, is monitored. But just for the sake of it, let's say emotional wellness is achieved by working on your self-awareness, on understanding and accepting your emotions and dealing with challenges and change. Um, you want to focus on the present moment. You want to say to yourself a few times a day, but not just to say it, just because I told you so, but to actually remember that, that I am okay now. Now I'm okay. Okay, I have a, a big scan tomorrow. I have a big trip ahead of me and I'm scared of uh, this huge change but let's uh, take a step back and say to ourselves I am okay now now it's okay and as you're on your trip on the airplane that you dislike on or moving or uh, interviewing for a job just keep on saying to yourself you know I am okay now and uh, continue, you know, practicing these mindfulness techniques. And there's so, so many out there, um, things you can do, mantras you can repeat to yourself, little three-minute, one-minute meditations. And um, focus as well on breathing and, and yoga, which again brings us back to movement. And these are all essential to your emotional health. Mostly, I would also say, stay away from self-shaming, self-guilt, calling yourself names, which I know we're all so quick to do. Stay away from all of that. You are your best friend. You have to. And finally, relations, relationships, social connections, 
peer-to-peer networks, all of that, um, which, which is our number five today. So this social interpersonal wellness is optimal when it involves a sense of belonging and of giving back and contributing to whatever community it is uh, you're involved with. So this really made sense to me when I was writing this because especially as people pleasers will think, um, oh, let me really work on this relationship because it's going so well so far and it seems like this person really likes me and let me do more of what I'm doing. And that's great. And again, it's all about the taking the step back, step back and it's all about the, the perspective and thinking, but do I feel like I belong, say for instance, with this person or in this party, in this little getaway, is do I belong or am I um, putting pressure on myself and am I people pleasing? Am I doing this for others rather than myself and my own needs? So using the sense of belonging as your thermometer uh, to sense uh, the level of your social wellness is, is very important. And the other factor that I think is important is giving back and contributing. So do you feel you have something to offer to this person, this party again, this office? Uh, do you feel you're giving back? Do you, do you feel you're receiving as well? Are people respecting your boundaries and your requests, your needs? And, and then are you doing the same? Are you giving back? And like I was saying, if we tend to be perfectionists, if we tend to be people pleasers, if in general we tend to self-sabotage our relationships and just our flourishing life in general, um, let's look at these uh, factors. Um, Sense of belonging and uh, this uh, sense of are we giving back and are we contributing to this community? we are involved with. So it's vital to recognize the importance of balanced daily interactions with others and our own personal social skills, you know, back to self-awareness and therefore work on building healthy boundaries and staying away from self-sabotaging coping mechanisms such as I was saying, perfectionism and people-pleasing. Are we doing this for others to see and to like and to like us? Or are we doing this because it aligns with our values? So self-awareness. Self-awareness of our boundaries, our needs, and our limitations. So I thought of some questions uh, that we could go through together that I think would be good guideposts to better understand uh, this process of prioritizing a good balance between the five seeds uh, for a flourishing life. So in other words, are all the five elements being met? So my questions are, do you 
Do you find it easy or difficult to develop new habits? Say, for instance, intuitive eating or staying on track with exercise. Do you tend to people please or to be a perfectionist? Do you recognize your limitations and your triggers? And do you act upon them? Do you find it easy or difficult to set healthy boundaries and say no to people? Do you face your own fears or do you rather avoid them? Do you try to control other people's behaviors? Do you find it feasible to detach and let go? Or do you stay and ruminate in that idea? Finally, do you relax? Do you rest? Do you play often enough? So I know that these questions are not easy to answer and they may take uh, a while and they may require inner thought and again, self-awareness and um, untering those demons hiding under the bed. Uh, but they're, it's, they're, it's important. It's important to answer all of these and take time with all of these. So this, again, remember the seven years. It's not a quick fix, unfortunately, uh, to get to this flourishing life. But, but it's good to start somewhere and it's good to start with baby steps. We don't need to tackle everything in one day. It's good to make the decision to, in this case, roll up our sleeves and get to work. And by work, I really, I mean in this case, really writing down uh, what your triggers, what your limitations are in terms of, uh, you know, controlling other people's behaviors, um, detaching, letting go. Um, if you would prefer, rewind, rewind, is that even a word anymore? You can go back a few minutes and, uh, and hear the questions again and write them down and work on these uh, throughout the week. So I've been thinking immensely about this, um, about my mental health journey and about how I can help others, especially going uh, through breast cancer. And because I'm a tracking nerd, I like to track uh, my progress. I like spreadsheets. I like, you know, journaling, of course, as you know, and I like bulleted journals. Uh, I don't just like, I'm a big sucker for those. Uh, I decided to create my own. So I have created a, a, a compilation of journal prompts and uh, say, for instance, I'm looking at it right now, the people-pleasing slider. So it's a scale of one to five, how you feel, say, for instance, do you feel treated like a doormat? from one to five? Do you have a hard time saying no? One to five, where do you sit? And these are all important for uh, that self-awareness and for that starting somewhere. And I also created journaling prompts for, you know, setting your goals, um, setting your intentions even more than your goals, and finding out where you want to be in your flourishing life in six months, for instance. I've also 
created these worksheets for tracking your exercise and most importantly, your progress in terms of your posture, of back pain or, you know, just, you know, body aches so that you can see your progress. Hours of sleep, quality of sleep. I have this huge, spectacular uh, worksheet with questions about your sleep last night. How many times you woke up last night? For how many minutes were you up? Did you have any bad dreams? What are those uh, bad dreams? Are they recurring bad dreams? So again, just things that prompt you to think about yourself and where you are in this moment. Uh, this compilation is is highly uh, based on cognitive behavioral therapy, so CBT, um, which has proved to produce change. And it does that by breaking old patterns of thought and behavior. So for instance, we, uh, over time, will stop thinking so much of, uh, oh, I can't do this, I'm not good at this, oh, I shouldn't, oh, I, you know, it hurt and now I don't want to do it again. We start changing these thoughts into, I'll try again tomorrow. I'm going to give myself some grace and I was tired, so let's try it in a week. And your mindset changes, it really, really does. So it's got these uh, CBT little prompts, but then as well, uh, my personal experience with, in, in my understanding, works and what doesn't work. And what works is grace, patience towards yourself, self-love, of course, consistency, and uh, let me say it again, grace. The way you would forgive a, a best friend, a friend, forgive yourself. Let go. Try again tomorrow. So I call this compilation The Thriving Trail. It's, yeah, it's my first book. I don't, it's not really a book. It's more like a toolkit, something you can have as a daily companion uh, with tools and resources um, similar to the ones I've used over the last seven years. I truly think, and it's not just because I created it, but I truly think that, that the thriving trail is going to help you develop and stick to new healthy habits. It's going to help you do away with unhealthy coping mechanisms. Uh, if you're a big uh, tracking nerd like me, it's going to help you track your progress over time. Um, recognize your limitations, going to help you set internal and external boundaries, and so much more. And now here comes the big part. <laughs> the Thriving Trail is free. It is 50 pages worth of tracking resources and journal prompts and checklists. I also love checklists. You can just check those things and you feel so accomplished. And just, you know, uh, an overall monitoring workbook for thrivers like us and for people like us who are strongly looking for a flourishing life or looking to live a more purposeful life. 
So by now, guys, you probably know where to find this. It's on the website, mindbloomyou.com. You can also shoot me an email at info at mindbloomyou.com. I'd be very, very happy to send you the copy. Like I said, it's free. It's, it's on the website. It's right there. Just download it. It's free. It's yours. And uh, you can find me on any uh, social media platform at MindBloomU. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, and YouTube, MindBloom as well. On Clubhouse, if you like Clubhouse, I have the club, Club, uh, Blooming Academy on Clubhouse, which you can follow and become a member of. And on Facebook, the Blooming Academy group, Facebook group. It's also growing. It's going steadily and nicely. People are starting to ask questions and receive comments. And I'm really enjoying the dynamic there. So it's the Blooming Academy. Again, for the freebie for the thriving trail uh, that you can have and download and make copies uh, of the tracking um, tools to you know keep on tracking day after day after day just go on mindbloomu.com you can't miss it and it was a pleasure to spend some time with you today i look forward to seeing you again on social media throughout the week and here on the podcast next tuesday have a great one bye bye